You are listening to How Does She Do It, episode 122. Welcome to the ride. Thank you for joining me for another episode of How Does She Do It. My name is Tiffany and I am your host. And through this podcast and my coaching, I help you own your story, live fueled by faith, and elevate your impact in your career and in your calling. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If this is your third, fourth, fifth, sixth, or 122nd time listening, welcome back. We are happy to have you. The show notes for this week's episode will be available at howdoesshedoitpodcast.com. And if you want to connect with me on social, I am at Tiff South, and that's Tiff with two Fs. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. You can also follow the show's account at howdoesshedoit. Now, if you want to post and show and share that you are listening to the episode in your Instagram stories. You can tag my account or the podcast account and I will reshare your post in my story. And I appreciate you in advance. Just last but not least, if you have not had an opportunity to leave a five-star rating and review in the Apple podcast app, we are approaching 250 ratings and reviews in the Apple podcast app, which is awesome. I greatly appreciate it. And you should tell a friend to tell a friend. Last but not least, before we get into just my thoughts, I am hosting, if you are listening to this episode, then that means it is still, well, that means there could be still time for you to register for the Qualified and Confident Implementation Workshop that is happening on Saturday, November 23rd. If you want to join us, go to bit.ly slash FCQC workshop. Again, bit.ly slash FCQC workshop. It is a five-hour implementation session to help you get clear about the things that you want to talk about as you advance in your career, set your career goals, update your resume, update your professional summary, get clear about who your network is and develop a strategy forward. Again, that's Saturday, November 23rd. Go to bit.ly slash FCQC workshop and I look forward to seeing you then. Now, let's get into this week's Just My Thoughts. Just My Thoughts is the segment of the show where I share my reviews, recommendations, or rejections. And this week, I am recommending Unashamed by Christine Kane. Christine Kane is the leader of a global ministry that is dedicated to eliminating sex trafficking and all types of abuses and violations against women and girls across the world. She is from Australia and she has written, I don't even know how many books, several books, but she travels around the world speaking and speaking in faith-based environments and she's won all kinds of awards. But this book about being unashamed is really powerful as I'm a survivor of childhood sexual abuse, and I am keenly aware that there are places in my life where I hide and where shame is something that I might not know to call it that, but it keeps me blocked in some respects. And so I picked up this book because I knew she had a similar journey, and because she's a believer, I was interested to hear how she worked through and involved her faith in this process. And I am probably, I've been listening to the book. I'm probably, I have like maybe an hour left of it, but she has been reading me for the last like three chapters and it's just so powerful. And I'll share one of the things that she just said in the, in the most recent part that I, I read this morning. 
She said, you cannot possess the promises of a God you do not trust. You cannot possess the promises of a God you do not trust. What is so powerful about that statement is that something that as believers, we know that, right? And we think we trust God and we trust God in small ways and we hold back in others, particularly if you have any history of any sort of emotional challenge. It does not have to be trauma related. It doesn't have to be some major life overhaul. But if you have trust issues as a result of a bad breakup or a challenging relationship with a parent or a family member, whatever the case is, it can sometimes build up walls. Or maybe it's not trust. Maybe it's some other emotional challenge that you might have that can be a block to experience the fullness of the relationship that we can have with God. So I wanted to recommend this book. I think it's really powerful. Again, it does not have to be, you do not have to know that shame is the emotion necessarily. It can be some other, some other challenge, but I have learned that you, there are human and very real, tangible, lived experiences that can be blocks to the fullness of the relationship that we can have with God. And I am in a season where I refuse to continue to allow that to be my truth because I know that if I am not having the best relationship that I can have with God, that means I'm not getting the best that he has for me and I am not doing the best that he expects of me. If I am not getting the best out of my relationship with God, then I am not getting the best that he has for me and I am not doing the best that he has and requires and expects of me. And if there is a part that I play in that, I have to take responsibility to do that work because I will then open the door to be able to experience the best that he has and the best that we can experience together. If you know there is a block, if you know there are things that you need to work through, if you know that there is a distance and a vulnerability that you are not willing to have in terms of building your relationship with God, that prop, that might also show up in relationships that you have with people, then you have to take responsibility and do that work because God will meet us there. God will be there waiting for us. He tells us that he will uphold us with his right hand, with his righteous hand. He tells us that he is his, our rock and our refuge. He tells us that he wants to be in relationship with us all throughout his word. And we see that and we saw that demonstrated in the sacrifice of his son, Christ. And so where you have to step up is you have to get out of your own way and you have to own your part in improving the relationship. Own your part in doing the the hard work. Again, none of this is easy. Own your part in doing the hard work and you will see different fruit. You will see a difference in the way you show up for yourself. It will change the way you show up for other people. It will change the way you show up in your relationship with him. And it will therefore change the value and the benefit and the the life that is breathed in your relationship and in your walk with God. So check out Unashamed by Christine Kane. And that concludes this week's Just My Thoughts.
We are continuing our conversation about Michael Hyatt's Your Best Year Ever, and this is a book that walks through a systematic process for reviewing your past year and setting goals for the year ahead. It walks through some thought exercises, some actual tangible exercises. It gives you templates, so it's a very good tool, and this is a tool that we are going to be walking through in the How She Elevates podcast community. We're going to have like robust conversations about the work that we're all doing, giving you each other feedback and all those kinds of things. But I wanted to continue the conversation specifically around the idea of completing the past. That is step two in Michael Hyatt's five-step process. And the way that I want to think about it today is letting your past inform your future. So often we are so ashamed, so hesitant, sometimes running from our past, sometimes very scarred by it, or just we feel like we just have to move on. We don't have time to think about it. That we overlook the value that comes with having any sort of past experience because we're just so ready to move on to the next thing. So what I want to think about today is what it means to let your past inform your future and what are some scriptures that support that and what are some tangible things that we can do to do that. When Michael Hyatt talks about completing the past, in addition to the your best year ever, I also use his book called The Full Focus Planner. And it's a it's a quarterly planner. And one of the things that he does that he recommends that you do at the end of every week is what he calls an after action review. And he calls this process the same thing in his in the best year ever. And what it basically entails is acknowledging the past learning from the experience, and adjusting your future behavior accordingly. We are often blocked from doing those things because we're just busy. We don't make the time to do it. We don't have the time to do it. So what we have to try to do is schedule the time to do that work. We have to be intentional about making the time to do that work. So what we're going to do today is outline and review the biblical perspective on how to go about this process. When I thought about completing the past and what verse that I'd read that corresponded to that principle, I went to Proverbs 4, 23 through 27. And we're going to walk through each verse and what we can do in terms of completing the past and let our past inform our future. So Verse 23 says, and again, I'm reading from the English standard version, the ESV, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flows the springs of life. Put away from you crooked speech and put devious talk far from you. Let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. In reading this and in thinking about what this verse what this verse is saying, and remember that Proverbs are not quite promises, they're principles, they're guidance, they're wisdom. Here's the wisdom that I gleaned from this. Verse 25 says, let your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you. I don't read this to mean forget your past, ignore your past, but to 
Keep your eyes focused forward and ahead of you, in front of you. Last week, I was leaving work early and I was rushing to an appointment and I was walking super fast. At the same time that I was walking really fast, I had my head buried in my phone. And assuming that my peripheral vision was going to keep me from bumping or walking into anything, as I was crossing the street, they put these new, like, you know, about waist high stopper things. I don't know exactly what you would call them. And I was inches from running away, running into this thing. I don't know exactly what caused me to look up. Maybe it was God whispering like, Hey girl, pay attention. But I was walking so fast, but looking down in my movement, in my, like in the midst of my stride, I was not focused forward, focused ahead with my head up, looking ahead towards. If you are trying to move forward, you have to look ahead and see ahead of you. That also means seeing the vision that God has given you, looking ahead with excitement and with intention and with, you know, promise. But if you're looking down, you're focused on on something else and you will risk running into obstacles that you cannot anticipate or prepare for. You will risk not being able to learn from or adjust based on the road that's ahead of you. You only see what's right now happening when you're looking down. So you want to make sure that you are looking ahead. The other thing that we sometimes do is dwell too much in the past. We are looking we are constantly looking over our shoulder in a way that does not give us a long enough gaze in head, uh, ahead of us. Now, it's important to pay attention to what's happening around you. It's important to pay attention to what has come behind you, but you cannot do that at the expense of looking forward. So you have to take your, what's the word? Take your cues from the environment that's around you by paying attention to kind of all of these things at the same time. When you are trying to move forward, if you're staring back, that's not going to help you. But you glance back to pay attention to where you've come from. You glance back to see if something is trying to roll up behind you. Sometimes our past tries to roll up on us. Sometimes our past tries to keep us from moving forward. Sometimes something that's behind you can become an obstacle ahead of you if you're not paying attention. So letting your eyes look directly forward and your gaze be straight before you, that means like just paying attention to what's happening in front of you. But you do not do that at the expense of, or at the sacrifice of, or at the ignoring of what has come behind you. Verse 26 says, ponder a path for your feet. Then all of your ways will be sure. Do not swerve to the right or to the left. Turn your feet, your foot away from evil. When you think about the path before you, what is coming? What can you prepare for? What should you prepare for? Have you been trying to prepare for those things? Have you been seeking wisdom in preparing for what's coming before you? Have you sought wisdom about how to use the past that you have experienced to inform the turning of your feet to the left or the right? The turning your feet away from evil, making sure that you're pondering a path before you. And we also learn in Proverbs that we, many are the plans of a man's heart, but it is God who orders our steps. So are you only planning in your heart or are you asking God to help inform the path that's in front of you? The way that you allow your past to inform your future is to ask for wisdom about it. One of the things that I 
often pray is to ask God to give me insight into my current season. Because there are times where, you know, you have run up against the same roadblock. You have run up against the same obstacle. You feel like you find yourself in the exact same situation that you have been in before. And you have not seen progress. You are trying to understand why am I here again? Why am I seeing the same pattern? Why am I seeing different results, even though I, why am I not seeing rather different results, even though I feel like I have done things differently? Wisdom will help you get insight into those questions. Wisdom will help you find answers to those questions because sometimes you are so caught up inside your own head that you have not taken the time to step back and objectively observe and say, okay, what's actually going on here? Am I being an impediment to my own journey? Am I swerving my feet to the right or to the left, as Proverbs 4.27 says? And or am I actually pondering a path for my feet? Or am I just rolling? And I'm, am I just moving so fast that I'm not paying attention to where I'm going and that I am not, I have not asked for insight into the direction that I should be going? One of the things that uh, we'll be talking about more in the episode coming forward is that you should not be planning and doing goal setting in isolation and just in reaction or in, in defense mode, but you should be doing your goal setting in an intentional way, almost not necessarily, you can use, you can set your goals building on the past experience, but not solely in reaction to your past experience. Because sometimes the goals that you did not hit in one particular season or year means you need to scrap the foundation of those goals and start all, start all over again. So that's something that we're going to talk about in the next episode. But remembering the questions that come from the after action review uh, or the the things that you should do, acknowledging your past, learning from the experience, and adjusting your behavior accordingly, that is the work that we have to do daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, yearly. Every At every turn, as we say, we want to grow in our walks with Christ. At every turn, when you say you want to progress, you want to grow, you have to constantly constantly be reviewing your own behavior and your own actions. Because if you're just operating in isolation, if you are just are letting anything influence you, anything sway you, if you are thinking or saying anything, if you are speaking negatively about yourself, if you are looking all around you and not focusing on the path in front of you, if you are dwelling on the things that come behind you, then you are not setting yourself up for ultimate success. But if you are letting the past inform your future progress in the sense of asking for wisdom about those experiences, in the sense of asking for how can I do this differently or better next time, what was the lesson I was meant to carry forward from that thing, now you can let that inform the path for your feet. You can help let you can let that shore up your steps so that you're not veering left and right as, as the proverb talks about. So now I'm going to walk you through part of this completing the past review that I did for myself last year. And I am reviewing this now because number one, I am getting ready to go into this review for myself this year as next month, as next month starts. And as we start to wrap up, rather not going into, I'm in this review now, and this is part of my process. So I wanted to review some of the questions that 
Michael Hyatt posed during this, during this season. And I'm going to share some of my answers to those questions. Now, mind you, this is what I, I wrote in reviewing 2018 going into 2019. One of the questions that he posed, the and I'm not going to lie, reading some of these, answering these questions the first time around stung a little bit. Reading them back is just like, mm, this is a little tough. So I'm going to read them for you. One question that he posed was, what disappointments or regrets did you experience this past year? Here was what I wrote down. I regret making decisions out of fear and feelings of lack. I am disappointed that some of the programs I joined were not actually what I needed, but believed that they were. I also regret looking outside of my relationship with God for insight and answers more than I looked to him directly. I regret not giving more effort and time to executing certain processes related to my business. I regret not hiring anyone to do more administrative tasks in my business. Now, why this stung? And I'm sharing this with you because this is, again, this is, this is the real, right? And so I want you to, to just even thinking about as you're preparing to do your own review, you have to be honest here. You can't half-step this work. You can't, you know, oh, you know, this is light and fluffy. Everything's going to be fine. The way you get the most results is by actually digging in, being vulnerable. No one has to see this. I have made the, the crazy decision to share this with you all, but you don't have to show this to anyone. This is for you. So what stung about answering this question is that it required me to put a mirror up to myself. When you think about the disappointments or regrets that you experienced in the last year, you have to look yourself in the whites of your eyes and dig deep and think about what those things were. And maybe they're not deep disappointments. Maybe it's just like, maybe you had a great year and you didn't really experience any disappointments. But if you're being honest with yourself, there's probably something that you wish you had done or seen differently, or you wish that you moved differently in. And I think what's hard about reading this again is that this whole not looking to outside sources and, inform and of information and looking to other people, that's a thing that I still struggle with. That hopefully is not something that I struggle with for the rest of my life. But my guess is that intellectual people who are intellectual, people who like to have answers, people who like to have control and who have been successful in certain areas of their life, this is something that's a constant tug of war. So if it, I just don't want it to be my lot for forever. Anyway, the reason why this still stung is because I am, I am like still doing this work and working really hard to believe that God has all of the answers and to believe that sometimes him having the answers means pointing me in the direction of an external resource. But what it doesn't always mean. And sometimes what I, what I assume is that I have to supplement the knowledge that he has given me with fear-based decisions on buying programs working with certain people, choosing to join another class, sign up for another webinar, when in reality, there's a solution that's right in front of me, maybe not built or coming from my own mind, but that there's something that I already have access to. And I challenge you to think about that. Have you been going around in circles about solutions and about answers and about insight and about information and that resource is actually already available to you. Have you been doubting God in terms of 
having him having the answers? Have you been hearing from him and be like, oh, I'm not really sure if that's him. Let me just see if this other person and allowing what other people are saying outside of your mind, outside of in your email box, in your timeline to tap dance on fears that you have that then cause you to seek solutions out of fear and not seek solutions out of faith. Are you allowing what other people say to tap dance on your fears such that you seek solutions based on fear and not solutions based on faith? That is a real question. And that is a question that I know I wrestle with. And I'm quite frankly tired of making decisions based on fear. And so my current season, what I'm working on now, is how to turn my fear over to him and say, Lord, this is what I'm scared of. Help me. I believe, but help my unbelief. I know what you're capable of. Help me to stand strong in that. And speaking faith forward and not fear forward. Speaking faith forward and not speaking fear forward. Speaking faith into the things that I want and not allowing my fear to keep me living in my past. Not allowing fear to inform my future, but letting faith inform my future. Letting the wisdom of my past inform my present and my future, letting the wisdom inform my faith now so they inform the path that I ponder forward and not let fear keep me rooted in right now. Because what fear will do, it will keep you standing still. It will keep you with your head down, walking in the poles, busting your head on poles while you're trying to, you claim you're walking forward, but you're not walking forward in a secure, sure, confident way. You're walking forward in a way that's like, oh, I'm not really sure what I'm doing. I'm focusing on every other thing, but you're not putting your shoulders back. You're not walking with your chin up. You're not walking, believing that you are, your steps are ordered by God, even when you don't know the end destination, even when you think about Hebrews 11, that reflects on the way that so many people were given, were told promises by God, and they didn't actually see those promises come to fruition, but they walked believing that those promises would come to pass. Do we walk that same way? Do we walk the way Abraham walked? Abraham was about to kill his own son. He's like, well, you know, God called me to do this thing. And I don't doubt that he was afraid. I don't doubt that he was uncertain, but he moved still believing God, believing that what God told him would be, would be. And he took action in that belief, not allowing the feelings to keep him from moving forward. That this is, this is so, so much of living life and adulting well in Christ is doing the work to renew our minds every day. I mentioned, I don't know where I mentioned talking about, I'm I'm also listening to Joyce Meyer's book, Battlefield of the Mind. And what she reminded me of, which is something that I've heard more multiple people say over the years, is that salvation happens when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. But the renewing of your mind, 
the dying to your flesh, the thinking on what is excellent, what is pure, what is good, what is compassionate, that happens every day, multiple times a day. That is an active work that we cannot take lightly. That is an active work that we have to be intentional about doing because when we are not intentional about doing that work, that is when our our feet shift. That is when our, our path veers from the left to the right. That is when we become uncertain about the faith that we say that we have. And that is when we allow fear to drive our decisions and our direction as opposed to faith. So we have to be so intentional about this work. The other question that stung a little bit that I'll share with you is what were two or three specific themes that kept recurring throughout the year? Themes doesn't mean negative or positive, but here, so here are the themes that kept referring for me in 2018. And I'm really looking forward. I'll be sharing my insights into what reflections I have for this year, but three themes that recurred last year. One, letting go of my need or sense of control and remembering that God is God for a reason. Number two, faith or a lack thereof will show up in a variety of ways. Number three, I kept being reminded that I needed to believe the insight that I get from God the first time. And specifically, this showed up in the context of dating the dating environment. And I will not go into that right now. If you want to know more about it, send me a DM on Instagram. I probably won't tell you too much detail in the DMs, but that's a real thing. And so I share that for you to think about what are two or three themes that have recurred for you this year? What, and again, they could be positive themes. They could have reinforced some learnings for you. They could have moved you forward. They could have been things that, you know, helped keep you short, or they could have been themes. It's like, you keep running into the same wall, same wall, same wall. Lord knows I have some of those from this year. Keep running into the same problem, doing the same things, expecting different results. And, um, that's not cool. So anyway, so what I hope to do in this episode is to encourage you to embrace the process of reflecting on your past, not in a way that condemns you, not in a way that belittles the work that you've done, not in a way that makes you feel like you haven't done anything, but in a way that allows you to learn objectively and to observe objectively the experiences that you have had so that you can apply that learning to your direction forward. The goal of doing this, of doing these exercises is to find practical and mindset takeaways that you can then use when you are setting your goals, when you are planning for, you know, what are the things that you actually want? When you have to think about what are the tools that you can use to make those yearly goals and then those quarterly goals and then outline those daily and weekly actions. That's what the value of doing this work is. Because if we just spend time just running, 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 you think about athletes, athletes don't just play the next game. They review past games. They review their own past performance. They review the past performance of their opponents, not to only acknowledge what went wrong, but to observe what went right and how to prepare for what's coming ahead. You think about your life in the same way that any athlete, and I don't know that there's a sport where someone, where they wouldn't do this, where you, in, in basketball, okay, who do we need to, who's coming on the court 
that we need to prepare for. How do we prepare for them? We review their past behavior. In the same way, for you, how do you prepare for who you want to be and the performance that you want next year? Review your past behavior. Learn from what went well. Learn from what did not go well and adjust accordingly. That is something that we have to embrace as people who say we want. If you say you want a certain type of progress, you can't just be reaction. You can't just be living in reaction. You can't just be living in defense. You have to prepare in an intentional and in a positive way. And you have to also give yourself grace in the process. This is a lot of work, but this is work well done because it helps you prepare a new slate as you enter the new season for yourself. It helps you prepare in a way that is not just loaded with baggage of the past, but instead helps you, you know, let's get rid of some of this stuff that I don't need to carry going forward. What are the things that I do want to keep on this next leg of the journey? And what are some stuff that I need to let go of? That's the work that we're doing here. That's the value of doing this, uh, the, doing this work. So I encourage you to do this work. I want to thank you for joining me for episode 122 of How Does She Do It? If you have not had a chance to leave a five-star rating or review in the Apple Podcast app, I would greatly appreciate you doing so. If you have not registered for the qualified and confident workshop taking place on Saturday, November 23rd, then you can go to bit.ly slash FCQC workshop. You can also go to the show notes of this week's episode and you will be able to click that link and sign up there. And until next time, be blessed and be a blessing. Peace. Peace.